0: You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. I'm your host, and today we're diving into a topic that's probably familiar to you if you are an avid listener of Her Leadership Coach, and honestly, to many of us quietly determined career women, it's kind of in the name, and that's the idea of being ambitious. Now, by definition, ambition is a strong desire to do or to achieve something, typically requiring determination and hard work. Ambition is that spark that I think ignites our passion, right? It's the driving force behind our greatest accomplishments uh, and our purpose. It's our ambition that pushes us to break boundaries. It is our ambition that helps us to step out of our comfort zones, because who really wants to do that unless we have a a reason to, an ambition, and it's our ambition that helps us relentlessly pursue our goals, even when it's hard work, right? Even when we suffer from knockbacks and setbacks. However, I don't know about you, but I have definitely found ambition can be a double-edged sword. So when I am channeling it positively, it is a powerful motivator and it really drives me, right, to go from where I am now to where I want to be. And there are times when my ambition has turned into something a little darker to where it's almost like an obsession. And... I've found this single-minded determination can consume us if we let it. So I have definitely found myself crossing that line between a healthy ambition and obsession. I'm wondering if you have. I'm wondering if this feels at all familiar to you. Now, before we get too far, I want to say upfront that this conversation is not about undermining ambition or discouraging the pursuit of success. If you look at me, you will know that is definitely who I am. And so I am not here to say don't do it. Uh, and I'll talk more about that a bit later on. But it's really to help you recognize when ambition may tip into this uh, sort of obsession. And I want to show you the internal and external pressures that can feed into this tipping point. Um, it can be quite nuanced, right? This difference between a healthy and unhealthy ambition. And so sometimes we might not know which space we're in. However, I think there are some telltale signs that might give you a few hints. So see if any of these sound familiar to you. And I think the most obvious one is when we are heading into overwork and burnout. So if you are constantly working long hours and Often at the expense of something else, right? So your personal life, your health suffers, or your other interests suffer, or you suddenly find you have no other interests. Sometimes to the point of making yourself sick. And even then, I know some of my clients have kept pushing themselves on their hospital bed. The second sign is that you never feel satisfied or at least not for long, right? Despite your achievements, your awards, uh, your successes, it still feels like it's not enough. There might be a spark of satisfaction at the point of an achievement or an award, but it doesn't last for long, and very quickly you're on to the next thing. You might find you're constantly looking for more recognition, more achievements, Third sign is perfectionism. Uh, So if you have a tendency to take a perfectionist approach to tasks or you have an unwillingness to delegate because you know that the job won't be done correctly or perfectly in your eyes, at least, that can definitely be a sign that you're trying to prove your worth through flawless performance uh, and your ambition is stepping into the unhealthy. Next one is an overemphasis on external validation. So you might find yourself overly affected by praise or criticism from others. It can be either, right? So if someone says to you, um, Oh, you're amazing, that was such a good job, you really take that to heart and it puffs your feathers up, so to speak. And if someone says to you, uh, Hey, you need to redo that piece of work, It's almost as if you feel like that is an attack on you as a person and not a reflection of the work itself and how it might get better. Um, Maybe you base your self-worth on external recognition. So if no one's telling you you've done a good job, have you really done a good job, right? And then finally, a sign is you are really worried uh, about failure. You have a fear of failure. So you might have an extreme fear of making mistakes Or you might view failure as completely catastrophic, like it is a direct threat to your self-esteem. You might feel like not that you have failed at something, but that you are a failure, right? So you've internalized that. Now, these are just signs and experiencing some of them from time to time does not necessarily mean your ambition is unhealthy. However, if these feelings persist, Uh, If there are multiple signs for you, if they are causing you distress, sometimes though you need to step back and check that because you are so used to driving yourself to the point of exhaustion that you don't even notice it anymore. But if you can take that step back and see these signs and notice that, yes, they have persisted for a while now, there might be some suggestions there that your ambition is at least bordering on the unhealthy side. Uh, I I do find it can be easy to overlook the signs though, right? So we, those of us in Western society, which is most of you listen to the podcast, we live in a world where hard work and dedication is praised, and where resting or, uh, you know, delving into creative activities like art or sculpture or anything like that is kind of thought to be um, lazy or for people that are not ambitious. And so, uh, you know, it can be very difficult. In, in this kind of society to recognize that fine line between healthy ambition and destructive obsession. Um, so it is gonna take some reflection on your part. And one of the things that we wanna look at, and this is the Her Leadership Way manifesto, uh, one of the mindset shifts in there is from being self-absorbed to becoming self-aware. And, and this is why that is so important, right? by stepping into self-awareness we can understand our motivations and our behaviors better and then we have the ability to recognize when our ambition is pushing us forward in a healthy way and when it's leading us towards harmful obsession Um, you know the principle of asking ourselves powerful questions we can bring our focus back to a balanced state of ambition Um, that is not compromising our overall well-being. So through my personal journey and the work that I've done with my clients, I have learned that a key underlying factor that has us moving into this realm of obsession is this feeling of not being good enough. And it comes with this feeling that no matter what we achieve, it's never quite enough. I've spoken about this briefly before. Uh, Certainly for me, this feeling drove my obsession. I found that no matter how many rungs I climbed on the career ladder or how much recognition I received uh, or how many people told me I was, you know, good at what I did or, you know, how do you manage to do all of that? I was always striving for more. No sooner had I got a promotion than literally I was looking for what's next. Like I, I would get the job and be like, great, fantastic. Like n- barely a celebration. And then like, okay, what's the next rung up the ladder? How do I get there? What do I need to do from here? Um, I, and I remember saying something very similar to that to one of my mentors one year. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm here. I just got here and tell me how to get to the next step. It really felt like this endless race with no finish line in sight. I never celebrated uh, properly getting a promotion or, you know, finishing a a project that was well done Uh, and I felt really like in the end it was just this hamster wheel, uh, just constant moving and moving and striving for more. And I think this is a story that many of us as women are familiar with. And as is so often the case, this feeling of not being good enough, it often shows up differently for women than it does for men, but it is there for men as well. So for women, it's this complex mix of internal self-doubt and external societal pressures, right? So talked a little bit about this already, but... Our society and culture often set these unrealistic standards and expectations for women, which contributes to the sense of not being enough, right? They've set these bars way too high for any woman to achieve them. And sometimes we do this to ourselves, largely because society has told us to, but we are expected to or we expect ourselves to excel in our careers while also maintaining these perfect Instagram-ready homes, raising these perfectly well-adjusted children that eat wholesome foods, and of course, we keep ourselves in impeccable shape. It's like, seriously, it's a lot to live up to, and it's so easy to feel like you're falling short because it's impossible. Um, And then there is, there's a study from the journal Science that, you know, this is something that we know already, but there's research that backs us that as women, we often underestimate our abilities compared to men. Uh, So while we're actually really good at something, we see ourselves as far less uh, accomplished at it. And men will often see themselves as more accomplished than they actually are. But this can fuel this feeling of not being good enough because we're not even seeing ourselves in a, in a realistic perspective, right? And so we're always thinking that we are, um, you know, not as good as what others are seeing or not as good as what we actually are, um, which is where that imposter syndrome comes in as well. Uh, for men, though, this feeling of inadequacy is often linked to societal expectations of success and masculinity. So men are traditionally expected to be the provider, you know, bring home the bacon Uh, bring home the money for those of you that don't know that um, phrase and they are expected to be successful they're expected to be the CEO right it's only recently that women have even been CEOs at all and there's still not an expectation for women to be a CEO Uh, you know you don't you don't leave school for the most part and have your teachers or family saying right go out there and become a ceo there's still that you know expectation of uh getting somewhere but you know don't don't outpace yourself love um so men are though leaving school expecting to get into those high ranks and there's a pressure on them to do that not to mention they're they're more competitive in general than women are uh, because they've been raised more likely in competitive sports to you know do the rough and tumble uh, whereas women not traditionally as competitive um, again these are stereotypes so there are differences uh, and men are also expected to be more self-reliant right and um I again, I have always had this fierce independent streak, which I have been talking about to my team lately Um, and certainly self-reliant. I don't know if that comes from being the eldest. I'm going to suggest it does. Uh, But on the whole, men are taught to be more self-reliant. Women are taught, you know, the man's going to help you out. Don't panic. So for men, this can create enormous pressure to constantly be achieving and outperforming others. And that will lead to feelings of not being good enough if they aren't there yet, right? If they aren't consistently outpacing their peers. And I don't know about you, but I see this in action at work. Um, And there can be some undermining going on to try and uh, make themselves feel good enough. So regardless of your gender, though, what I want you to understand is that your worth is not determined by external validation or society's standards. It is determined by your values, your passion, and your desire to make a positive impact. That is what brings your worth. So I want you to feel into that, right? While you're listening to this, I want you to feel into, I am worthy. Okay, so understanding this is the first step towards breaking free from it, and it is really about, or part of it is about shifting from this constant self-criticism going on in our heads to self-love and understanding our worth and, and feeling into that, uh, and you know, that's one of the key mindset shifts in the Her Leadership Way Manifesto, so Instead of constantly pushing ourselves to do more to prove our worth, we can realize that we are enough just as we are. And when we start to embrace that mindset and fully love ourselves and fully see the worth that we bring to the world, then we can see our ambition for what it truly should be, which is a drive to both fulfill our potential and our purpose right um, to to make a positive impact, not an insatiable need to prove our worth. Now we can still strive to achieve great things, uh, which I you know I am hoping that you're doing, but it comes from this place of self-love, of personal fulfillment, and of this wish to, leave the place better than when we started Uh, and so for me it it the shift came where I no longer had to get to the next level for me Uh, in fact I don't even need to get to the next level at all for me however when I see that I can make a bigger difference at the next level or I can uh, work with my team at a, at the next level up, you know, make a bigger impact on their lives, help their lives become easier, then that is what drives my ambition to get to the next level in my career or in my business. It's all about how can I up level to help you more, not to help me more, not to prove that I am good enough, not to prove my worth. So hopefully that, uh, brings that distinction through for you. Um, and it it really is no longer at the cost of other things. And so I put my health, uh, you know, up there with, with uh, my relationships and my family and uh, friends and learning and um, having fun, bringing the joy, right? All of that now is part of who I am, mixed in with the ambition to make the world a better place, to have a bigger impact. And it is no longer from this underlying need to prove myself worthy. Okay, so how can we find the right balance, right, between ambition and, and not tipping into obsession? So I think first, as we've just discussed, it's about recognizing our inherent value independent of our achievements. So this shift from self-criticism to self-love. Secondly, it is about moving from being a victim to being in control of our lives, which is uh, another one of the mindset shifts in the Her Leadership Way manifesto. But it's understanding we have the power to determine how we allow our ambition and our desire for Um, making a bigger impact to influence us right we have the ability to prevent them from consuming us so our goal should be to guide our ambition to channel it in a way that serves us and not the other way around finally it is about finding this balance so it's about ensuring that our pursuit of ambition and uh significance in the world doesn't neglect uh, our other needs. So what I was mentioning before, we, we need to make sure that we are looking for rest, um, for relationships, for for personal fulfillment. And the, the kicker is that when we get that balance, we actually find we move ahead or we fulfill our ambition far more quickly quickly than we do when we are simply driving for something at the neglect of everything else. Um, So it's kind of amazing, really, that we're not told this, that, you know, being ambitious has to include the rest of our lives, has to include real rest, um, real relaxation, time for our brains to recover, uh, has to include, you know, exercise, good sleep, um, relationships are so important for seeing us through the hard times when ambition might not be enough to get us through. Um, and so, you know, all of that takes this 100% responsibility um, for our lives and uh, being intentional about how we allocate our time and our energy. Now, I want to step back to something that I touched on earlier. Uh, and that is that ambition in itself is not something to be ashamed of. In fact, I would genuinely love to see more women embrace their ambition. I think uh it is a powerful tool that can lead us to achieve remarkable things. And I think women have that this huge ability to achieve far more than we are given credit for, far more than we are brought up to believe. Um Unfortunately, too often society paints a picture of ambitious women as aggressive and ruthless or self-serving. And I think it's high time that we reject these limiting stereotypes and redefine what it means to be an ambitious woman. I think we need to understand and promote the idea that being ambitious doesn't mean sacrificing our values, our relationships or our well-being. It doesn't mean chasing after success just to prove our worth or seek significance in the world. Ambitious women can be compassionate, collaborative, balanced, and well-rounded individuals who strive to excel in their careers. And in fact, I believe that that is a necessity to excel in our careers or whatever area we are ambitious about. Um, And we need to nurture our personal lives and our relationships as part of that ambition. And because it's just good for our lives, right? So as ambitious women, yes, we are determined. And I think that's amazing. And we are also learners, empathetic leaders, And individuals with this balanced perspective of our lives and our careers. So, my lovely listener, I implore you to embrace your ambition, not as a validation of your worth or a quest for significance, but as a reflection of your passion, your potential, and your commitment to making a positive impact. I would love for us. To strive to be leaders, who embody grace and empathy for ourselves and others. And let's remember to extend that same grace to understanding our ambition, right? Uh, we can give ourselves a big hug, the piece of us that is ambitious, and maybe because we're trying to prove our worth and give ourselves a big hug and just say, you know what? You're already there. You are more than enough just as you are. Thanks for joining me this week. If you want to continue the conversation about being ambitious or being a leader from the inside out, come and join us in the woman and leadership Facebook group. You will find the link to that in the show notes, uh, along with the link to the her leadership way manifesto. If you don't have a copy of that yet, I also want to let you know that some of this podcast was created with the assistance of artificial intelligence the ideas, the examples, the language are all still mine. However, I do occasionally get help with editing the audio, writing my show notes and the occasional save from writer's block because it saves me time. Um, And as a leader, I really want to encourage you to be playing in this space as well. If you haven't started uh, playing with ChatGPT yet, it is free please jump in and do so as this is going to revolutionize the way we work. And I need you to be as a leader ahead of the game. If you got value out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it with others. And of course, if you've been listening to podcasts for any amount of time, you will know that rating the show and leaving a review helps others find the show. And it would really mean a lot to me. Until next week, continue to lead the way her way.